Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. It's not easy for us to imagine what it was like to grow up knowing that your dad is 100 years older than you are. But Isaac's father's age was a daily reminder that Isaac's own birth was an act of God. Abraham undoubtedly told Isaac many, many times of God's promise to make of him a great nation, of all the details that accompanied that promise, and of those 25 long years that he and Sarah waited to see some progress towards the fulfillment of that promise. And any time Isaac might have been tempted to doubt the truthfulness of his dad's stories, their age difference alone provided the undeniable confirmation that things had happened exactly as his father was telling him. As Isaac grew up learning his parents' story, we don't know to what extent in his youth Isaac chose to embrace his father's faith. It was one thing for Isaac to believe that his father's God was real and that his father's faith was real, but it was an entirely different matter for Isaac to put his own faith in the Lord and in the Lord's promises. And the fulfillment of the Lord's promises to Abraham was dependent upon Isaac taking Abraham's faith in the Lord as his own. Whatever efforts Abraham had made over the years to train his son in the faith, Isaac's relationship with the Lord was multiplied exceedingly when God stepped in. Isaac watched as his father emerged from his place of prayer one evening, a sight that Isaac had beheld more times than he could remember. But on this day, His dad had a noticeable sense of purpose as he walked directly over to where Isaac was sitting and said, Son, tomorrow morning we're going to get up very early to travel to a special place to worship the Lord together. Inwardly, Isaac wondered what this was about, as outwardly he confirmed to Abraham that he would be ready to go. Early that next morning, Isaac helped his dad saddle the donkey. He brought some firewood from the woodpile and secured it for the journey. Then he and his dad and two of their hired men took off towards their destination. Abraham was always a man of few words, but for some reason, on this trip, his dad's silence seemed to dominate the atmosphere. At the end of a long day of nearly silent travel, they hadn't yet reached their destination, so the four men made camp for the night. Day two was much like day one. His dad continued in a very somber mood, and when the day ended, they still had not arrived. It was as they journeyed on the third day that Abraham stopped, pointed up to a mountain, and said, That's the place. Abraham gave Isaac the bundle of firewood, and he took the torch and the knife. Then he told his two hired men, You stay here with the donkey. My son and I are going up there to worship the Lord. We'll be back when we're finished. Isaac had perfect trust in his father's judgment, but something had him confused and he just had to ask, Dad, I have a question. What is it, son? Well, we have everything we need for a burnt offering, except for the lamb. And with complete confidence, Abraham told his son, God will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. They continued climbing the hill. When they reached the spot that Abraham somehow seemed to recognize, they built an altar there. When the altar was finished, Abraham took the pieces of wood 
and laid them on the altar to build a fire. Then Isaac was dumbfounded when his father turned to him and said, Son, give me your hands. Isaac obeyed, and he watched as his dad took a piece of rope, wrapped it around his wrists, and tied a tight knot. Abraham instructed Isaac to lie down on the altar, and then he took another rope and tied Isaac's feet together. Then, terrified, Isaac watched as his father took out his knife and raised it high over his head. The questions that were racing through Isaac's mind were interrupted by a noise that must have sounded like thunder. The Bible doesn't tell us whether or not Isaac could hear the words of the angel of the Lord speaking, but he certainly could see his father's response. He heard him say, Here am I. And seconds later, he saw his dad lower the knife and turn to look behind him. Isaac lifted his head to see what his dad was looking at, a ram whose horns were stuck in the thick bushes. When Abraham's eyes met his, Isaac saw an indescribable look of relief, love, and joy on his dad's face. Abraham untied the ropes that had bound Isaac, and together they took the ram from the bushes and offered him to the Lord in an act of worship sweeter than any ever shared by a father and a son. As they made their way back down the mountain, Abraham's decades-long faith had endured its most severe test, and Isaac's inherited faith had become intensely personal. Shortly after they arrived back home, a messenger brought to Abraham the names of the eight sons of Abraham's brother Nahor. He ended his message with the news, and Nahor has a granddaughter named Rebekah. This was strong confirmation that Isaac was ready to move forward with God. Christian, God will lead you in making your relationship with Him personal. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.